Robin Martins, RNZ's reporter, based in Taranaki. Uh, good morning, Robin. Good morning, Catherine. Just uh, recovering from my uh, Jimi Hendrix fix there. No, I, I was hoping that. you loved. I won't tell you what the other track was we were going to play today. <laughs> we decided it was a bit too much of a contrast. So Kylie Minogue's got to wait for another day. Um, now, the South Taranaki Iwi, which is fighting seabed mining, it, it, of course, is now up against, what, a change of policy by a new government. Remind us of the situation there, Robin. Yeah, well, look, the the, the thing to really understand is that, is that there's a, a company, Trans-Tasman Resources, I think it's Australian-based, um, has a proposal in to mine... Um, 50 million tonnes of the seabed every year for 35 years um, off the coast of uh, Patia. That's um, They're after the, the iron sands there, the black iron sands, where they can get the iron, titanium, vanadium. I'm not quite sure how you say that word. And they'll extract um, 5 million tonnes out of that 50 million tonnes and then discharge 45 million tonnes of sediment back onto the, to the ocean floor. They say they can do this safely. Um, that's obviously up for debate. They, Ngāti Ruanui, uh, the local iwi out there, have kind of fought this long and hard. It went through the Environmental Prote- Protection Authority processes several years ago. Iwi have fought it all the way to the Supreme Court, which has kind of put it back in the EPA's uh, court again which is probably where the, the, the new policy that's being introduced by the, the new coalition government really co- kind of becomes interesting. So we've heard um, about this fast-tracking consents bill for regional and, sig- regional and nationally significant projects, which this would certainly uh, fall into. Um, Chris Bishop sent a letter out to stakeholders uh, at the end of last month Natiru and are not happy. Uh, they fear that this will um, this will favour the the developers, the companies. They're worried about the environmental uh, fallout from this. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of where we're, that's where we're at with um, with Natiru and They're they're very concerned. On the other hand, you've got Trans Tasman Resources. Now, I did um, I spoke to their chairman, Alan Eggers, and he said he didn't really want to get into a tit for tat argument um, with Ngāti Ruanui over the environmental protections and, and merits of the project. But then he went on to say that he is happy. He's happy about this uh, this new bill, which should come through in the first hundred days of the new government. Um, He's saying there are still environmental and uh, community protections in there. There will be an expert panel. He was telling me they've got 109 different um, conditions on the on this project, um, and he thinks they can they can do it safely. And so it's back with the EPA. So they they have a thing called the decision making committee, and they'll be convening a new hearing uh, shortly. And basically, the Supreme Court put it back in their court. Said, "Go on, Trans Tasman Resources, resubmit all your information. Prove to us that you can do this safely." And I think the Nati Rooney's um, fear is that the DMC will do what it did back several years ago and say, "Yeah, we're we're we reckon you can do this." Just give us an idea a little bit more about what Trans-Tasman Resources, the company behind the mining of the Iron Sands proposal, will do. You know, what are some of the concerns? Is the extraction, 
the extraction of the iron, of the iron, the titanium, and what did we think it was? Vanadium, right? That gets extracted. Yeah, vanadium. And, and, Much and we're better talking, than I did, Catherine. Mm, yeah. But then we're talking <laughs> about like literally millions of tonnes of sediment going back onto the ocean floor, right? This is... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I've look. I've sat through some debates, and they say this sediment will will move around. And it, there's reefs out there which, um, you know, it's not like a uh, a coral reef in the Pacific or anything. But there's there's plenty of life out there in this in the sort that is on our rocky kind of reefs off the coast of the coast of um, Taranaki. And yeah, the debate would be that 45 million tons of this uh, material going back will co- cover up life and, and make life difficult for, for what's on the on the seabed there. What uh, Trans-Tasman Resources is saying is, is saying that the that there'll just be a limited impact in the immediate area of the of the extraction and that will be short lived. So the Iwi now, having fought all this in the courts, what they're trepidatious about is the fact that, that a minister what could just come in and sign off on it. Yeah. And uh, and that the companies can lobby more directly. There'll be a, a minister responsible, and that the, you know they could come under the influence of, of the of these you know influential. There's a lot of money involved here. We're talking hundreds of billions of dollars, and it, you know we Shane Jones has um, been quite vocal on this. He described Nati Ruanui as a a, a pixie. Hapu slash iwi from South Taranaki standing in the way of 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 development. Um, yeah, it, it, are there many jobs be... attached necessarily? There, look, I couldn't tell you the numbers off yeah. off the top of my head. There, there definitely are jobs available. Um, I'm not sure some of the specialist people might come from overseas fly and, and fly be based. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, be based out there. Thank you. Now, let's talk about an exhibition in New Plymouth that's taking its inspiration from a famed Taranaki show band. Yeah, like um, this was like this exhibition has been running for a little while and I missed the, missed the launch and I didn't quite I didn't kind of quite get it until I went and had a had a look at it for myself. And I just, you know, I just thought it was such a cool idea. So this is a very localised band, if you like. So there were um, very popular lo- locally over 17 years. A covers band, a bit, you know, kind of show Māori show band-ish, uh, a seven-piece with four different vocalists. So back in the in the 60s, they used to support the travelling, um, you know, signature acts um, like Ray Columbus, and then they and then they did the, their own gigs over over the weekends. And they started off in that network of country halls where the women all sat on one side and the blokes on the other, and there was no alcohol. and And that's how it all started off for them. And so then they parents, transitioned. People, people's parents meet Robin <laughs> yeah, yeah. back in the day. Yeah, and then they well they trashed they transitioned right the way through to um, the nineteen eighties and and the way we you know got together back in those days <laughs> in a grog filled in a grog filled. Um, booze barn with a with a car park around it. So they went, <laughs> so they went right through that, and um, and that's what Megan Wells, the curator there, kind of heard um, their story. John Puckypuck, who's one of the vocalists, had scanned all their material in and kind of spoke to her about it. And she thought, oh, you know, there's a neat story here about how we've transitioned through these the popular culture has transitioned through those decades and, and they put together a beautiful exhibition, which has, um, there obviously is lots of visuals. They, they're clothes from back then. 
um, <laughs> gadgets for playing music. And the kids who were in there when I were in there, it's like, you know, there's cassette decks and CD players and record players. And, of course, they're all going, like, what are these? It's, it, it, and it was, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I, th- I think you've got some some audio from John talking about the this kind of songs. This is Count John, that, yeah? This is um, John Pakipaki, who was oh, like, he was a lead, lead vocalist all the way through, I think, and he's talking about the kind of music they needed for those um, those hall, ga- hall gigs right back at the beginning. Anything Frank Sinatra did, or some of those guys did, Engelbert Humperdinck, Tom Jones, that was dance music, and of course that invited the the couple to be able to spend uh, at least three or four minutes with that particular person who got her up to dance. It's lovely, and I love the way this exhibition, though, isn't like a snapshot in time. It comes through, you know, the various decades, uh, right through into the 80s, as you say. Yeah, look, and I, you know, personally, I found it kind of, kind of neat. And one thing, I, like, I played in some ba- in a band back in the you know, early early eighties, and um, and I loved that. We played halls, but I didn't realise there was this whole tradition of halls. And uh, you know, it was the punk era, Catherine. So we we were nowhere near as talented as, as these people, and there was an awful lot of booze involved. But um, and I loved that that we we'd actually were just leveraging off something that people had done for decades, and we. Played, um, ended up playing these kind of residencies that um, John and his uh, bandmates played in the th- through the later 70s and 80s, where you would play three nights at, at a hotel that had booked you, and you know Thursday night would be rehearsal and a few loose people coming up from the public bar, and then Saturday night would be packed out, especially in these guys' <laughs> case, not not so much us. <laughs> Fabulous stuff. And where is the exhibition, by the way? Um, so it's at the uh, Pukiriki Museum, which is the New Plymouth District Council's um, combined uh, museum library space, and uh, it goes all the way through to um, to June, June or July. Fabulous. Sorry, I can't remember the specific dates, but I um, that's one reason why I revisited it because there's plenty of time for people still to get along and catch um, the Count Five Plus Two exhibition. Oh, I think we're going to go out with some of their music um, uh, next time. We'll go out with some of yours, Robin. But uh, let's listen to so. oh, everyone's a winner. Never could believe the things you do to me. Never could believe the way you are. Every day I blast the day that you come home to me. Baby, I believe that you're a star Everyone's a winner, baby, that's the truth That's the truth Making love to you is sort to do Everyone's a winner, baby, that's the lie Count five plus two With everyone's a winner, you could almost You can almost smell the beer on the carpet, can't you? Sweaty armpits up on the dance floor, I bet it was going off Robin Martin there, telling us about the exhibition and other stories from his area in Taranaki. He is an RNZ reporter based in New Plymouth.